It's a film with three brains. 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 Oh my god, you guys are freaks. Now you understand the conditions of your parole. I gotta get along with you or you're gonna send me back to jail. Dustin Hoffman. You're on parole? I figure I served my time and I just earned a little bit of freedom. My friend, I see that you're gonna force me to deal with you. Straight tie. All I wanna do is get a job. I, I, job. Dustin Hoffman. Well, it's like a dream, you know, it's every con's fantasy to be out here. I can't tell you the number of times I thought about a scene just like this. Straight time. You can't trust me, I mean, what the hell, I'm just wasting gas, right? I don't want you to waste your gas. Straight time. You're harboring a fugitive. Take my chances. I mean, a cop could knock on that door, put you in jail. Straight time. It's the time it takes for a man to lose or win. Welcome to the film with three brains. It's Sam, somewhere near San Francisco, in a secret location. <laughs> and this is Sean in Chicago. And this is Cohen, outside New York City, in a little town called Maplewood, New Jersey. I would call it, dare I say, bucolic. I thought you said it was like a horror town. It is. It's awful. I hate it. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, it's, it's nice. Was that their house somewhere nearby that was, I don't Whose know. Whose house? I thought you had some spooky house nearby. I had a house nearby Death. where a couple of people got murdered. Yeah, see? Yeah. That's it's pretty darn spooky. Yeah, it was unsettling as hell. <laughs> All right. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the movie Straight Time from 1978. This is a Dustin Hoffman flick that most people don't remember when they think of Dustin Hoffman flicks. Um, I hadn't seen before. Had either of you seen it? Nope. Negative. Oh, yeah. So one of the rare times we got it. All three not seeing it. Mm -hmm. um, it is a story that reminds me of a whole bunch of other stories that have been told. Um, <laughs> mostly since then, I would say. Yeah. Um, but uh, Dustin Hoffman's a uh, ex-con. He, he, he's, he's out after six years in prison. And um, I guess he wants to go straight. Seems like he wants to go straight. But then when he's kind of nudged and pushed the wrong way by his... Um, parole officer he just goes all all in on on the crime spree and that's that's it in a nutshell yeah um, mm -hmm. anyway what'd you guys think um sean you want to go <laughs> sure i mean i'm i'm glad dustin hoffman was in it because if uh if he wasn't you know if it wasn't a good actor it would be a pretty boring movie but he is good. So I enjoyed watching him do, you know, what he does. Although, I mean, you can't just slap a mustache on a guy and call him a criminal. I mean, he should have some tats or something, some, <laughs> some ink or something. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty watchable. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to break it down, but we'll start with that. Watchable. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I liked it. And you're right, because Dustin Hoffman is a excellent actor. Um, and this, you know, this isn't 
this isn't a complicated plot. You know, that's not the kind of movie it is. It's more like a character study. So it is more or less just about him, you know, and, and his performance, um, which is, is good. Um, and you're right. I mean, we've seen this story quite a, quite a lot, mostly since, yeah. You know, a guy gets out of prison, he tries to go straight, and, you know, like the the deck is stacked against him. And, you know, this one... I, I I can't think of any other. I, it's weirdly I can't think of anything specific off the top of my head, but I will <laughs> say that brothers. this. The, well, yeah, the Blues Brothers. <laughs> um, while I will say while I enjoyed it, there's a couple things that really really bothered me about it, and it's mostly in the plotting. You know, mm. I I find no fault with performances. Everyone in it's great. You know, I really like Gary Busey in a role don't often see or you know different from what we probably think of him as you know he was sort of a lovable doofus in this mm-hmm. um yeah usually he plays somewhat a bit crazier or a villain or or a cop you know um did you guys notice and, his kid by the way oh yeah that was yeah. his son yeah yeah Jake. see in his face yeah um harry dean Stanton's really good of course and uh, uh teresa russell's good and Anyway, but like, uh, and M.M. at Walsh, who's a double up. Yeah. Um, just uh, plays a creeper like no one else. He's so good <laughs> at it. Even when he's not even trying, like he's probably not even trying. He just seems, he's just, ugh, there's something about him. I find, <laughs> I find off-putting. I'm sorry, M.M. at Walsh, but yeesh. <laughs> yeah. The way he was like, oh, it's, yeah, it's all, it's all good. It's all taken care of. You know, like the way he just sort of tried to smooth talk his way through. Yeah. And it's still, I I will say this about his performances. I'm still on the fence about whether he is like a piece of shit or just a guy doing a job. Uh, Hmm. Maybe both, (laughs) you know, like I'm still on the fence about it because, Mm -hmm. and here's, here's the one thing that bothered me that I don't like about this movie. The one thing that sort of makes me think, and that's, what it takes to push Dustin Hoffman over the edge to throw it all away seems somewhat minor. Mm-hmm. Only well, he got because thrown in a jail for a week. Yeah, but it was only was a, it week. a week. It wasn't six years. It was a week. <laughs> yeah, but you it was. Know? And I then mean, he got out. Yeah. And like the lady was but waiting he was so for him. Nonchalant about it. He was like, "Oh, sorry, I had stuff to do. I couldn't pick you up." I'm like, what? I know, but he still, put me back in jail. For nothing, and then, and then he got out again. <laughs> this is this right. Is, it's not like we you see a title screen that says two years later. That yeah. I'd have been like, oh, okay, or whatever. It's like, you know, you spent the weekend in jail. You just did six years. Like I would think a couple mm-hmm. of days would be kind of nothing. And it's just in like holding, and it's not like they put him in like a maximum security prison. I don't know. It felt a little undermotivated to just say fuck it. Ah, I'm on the run. You know, well, I, I, yes, I think it's I, a little different than that. Well, yeah, go ahead. No, uh, you want to go first? Well, I'm going to say the same thing you are that I think it's, it's, it's not, it, it's, it seems weird for a reason. Like the, it seems arbitrary to us or like, you know, the, the, a simple straw that bro- broke his back. But, but that's the whole thing. It's like that's that whole thing was sort of the way he felt about the whole system. Yeah. And sure. the, the way that he was no, and, and he didn't do it. Like he, he was, you know, he yeah. didn't rat out his friend and, 
that was a problem because he definitely wanted, you know, M.M. at Walsh. Well, wanted here's, to and here's, it, here's, the, here's the second thing. Let me interrupt you for one second. Go ahead. He yeah. did do it. Not did, in the eyes of the law. He did break the law because he oh, can't ha- oh, he can't be right. in the He's same room with someone using drugs. This is true. See, this, so this is what I'm saying about M.M. at Walsh. Like. He's not wrong exactly. If you follow the letter of the law, I mean, he's a shit. He's kind of a shit about it. And the, leaving him there was shitty. And he's just kind of gross anyway. But I'm, you know what I mean? Like, so. Well, the other thing I was going to mention was the begin when they first meet and they're sizing each other up and it's not going very well. Yeah. And, and MM I love that Walsh scene, says, by the way. Yeah, it's a really good scene. And oh, he yeah. says. What what made you take the gun? What made you pick up the gun? And and Hoffman's like, I don't know, you know. And then, so so you, I think as the viewer, you have to decide whether whether you he had him pegged from the beginning as something more than a um, a thief, mm-hmm. or that really it's more circumstantial. And although it's small, these little things keep kind of pushing him further and further from being straight. Mm-hmm. So I, I looked at it like, you know, the system versus the criminal, you know? Sure. Agreed. And, and even in, and I know he's, I think he is trying, well, I don't know whether he's not trying to be a dick. He's being a dick doing his job, but to Dustin Hoffman, he's, he's the man, like he's the, and he, and Dustin Hoffman's like professes to want to just want a normal life. Mm-hmm. But you also have to wonder, does he really want a normal life? Does, can he really mm-hmm. handle, you know, there's, I, I think they could have accentuated some of those things that were like, yeah, you know, subtle, like, you know, the I way think, he talks about. I think what would have satisfied me a little more is if there was an indication that Dustin Hoffman's character came to like a realization that this, see, I'm looking at, my complaint is that I'm looking at it as an isolated incident, but if you look at it as a, as an ex-con who he recognizes that his parole officer sucks right and is out to get him and he's going to fuck him any way he can and it, and this is just going to keep happening right then it becomes a little more motivated a little more understandable <laughs> but they didn't really you never really see that in Dustin Hoffman he doesn't say anything he doesn't have like a moment of realization you know yeah. and so i guess you could argue that that's what it was but i feel like it wasn't portrayed perhaps as well as it could or at all right you know i i I guess i was just looking for something even the most subtle thing like even a look where he just he looks at emmett walsh and he comes to a realization that this is how it's going to be and he's fucked what was what was the thing that there was something that he said because they're in a car as you say he's done the time he's back Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. he's you know he's a he's bringing him to where the halfway house um but what what was the thing well, that he's he he's grabbed like, the wheel and he, was, yeah he's oh, telling him this tale of woe about how hard his life is oh, oh yeah. yeah you know he's That's like you it. wouldn't believe it and then this yeah. happened and Dustin he Hoffman tried to be his buddy and, he, and yeah after he yeah. just yeah. stuck him in jail for a week yeah That's what pushed but him but I think yeah so this is a really great conversation because I feel like you guys are like picking it all apart in different <laughs> ways but in in ways that like I was like wait there's things that I noticed that that you guys didn't even comment on like you know you said which i'm glad you pointed out their first meeting when they're sizing each other up yeah like there's all sorts of already like each one trying to like pigeonhole like oh you're this type of person Mm -hmm. based on because he's like 
you know, the first, you know, he's asking Dustin Hoffman, he's like, why didn't you show up last night to where you were supposed to show up? Mm -hmm. You know, why didn't you whatever? Like right away, he's on the wrong, you know, like, yeah. If you're the parole officer and you've got this guy who already is like breaking the rules before you even meet him, he's not even checking in there and showing up <laughs> yeah. at the right place. Mm -hmm. You're like, what the heck? You know, it's this is the type of guy I have to deal with. So it's gonna yeah. it's gonna set you down a different road than than the person who you know was actually mm -hmm. at the right place in the right time. And then he has that great line. M. M. Walsh says, "Well, I see you're gonna force me to deal with you." Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great line. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and then, but you're also saying like, like, you know, there, I think there are subtle hints that, that Dustin Hoffman knew he couldn't fit in because when he tried to go get a job, you know, sure. You know, that he, yeah. he realized like, okay, he's not going to be able to, he's not just an easily employable guy. Right. And what's he going to do? He's going to work in a can factory, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, you know, the, probably the most fascinating part of that was, was how quickly, you, um, I forget her character's name now. Um, oh, Teresa Jenny. Russell. Yeah, yeah. Jenny. Um, how quickly Jenny like doesn't skip a beat when he's when he's like, oh, well, I was I was a convict, and she's like, oh, and how long were you in that position? <laughs> like, like it's still part of the job yeah. interview. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought that was great. But no, I think that there, I th so I think there were a bunch of little things that, that did it. I think you're right. We could have had that moment of like real, like where you see him realize. But I think mm -hmm. part of it too was like, is this a guy who this is all he knows how to do and he's addicted to it? Like, um, you know, like someone's addicted to alcohol and all of a sudden you've got this, parole officer who instead of nurturing him is in some ways pushing him towards more alcohol yeah. um you know and that this is something he can't control himself because because like when he meets up with harry dean stanton harry dean stanton definitely gives that like <laughs> life sucks i yeah. need to i need the rush <laughs> yeah, of yeah. robbing something like yeah. this is you know and that's like like is he does he fit into that the you know the same way? But Harry Dean Stanton definitely gives that. Like once you're doing a life of crime, how can you go back yeah. and do a nine to five job? Mm -hmm. You know, and we kind of touched on that a little bit in Goodfellas too. Yeah, you know that was his thing. It's like you couldn't, you know, it's you, you couldn't do it, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so. like being a rock star and then trying to play some podunk, you know, bar yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. The other <laughs> being on the cover of Rolling Stone and then later working as a doula, which was what happened to Belly. Oh. <laughs> That's the lead singer of Belly. They, she, they quit music altogether. She became, you know, a doula for birthing. And like, what a weird thing that would be. That's cool. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. I can't believe we didn't, we've done this many podcasts and you finally mentioned Belly, your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> just one of my favorites. I've been okay, waiting. I have, I have a list of things I have to work into these, these podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's debatable because when you were talking about that that first meeting, I was thinking, well, yeah, but... And maybe this is because I align with people that make excuses. <laughs> uh, but he's like, yeah, he made the call and the, the answering service didn't give him the message. And he was so yeah. hung up on that. And I was like, yeah, that would burn me. I'd be like, yeah, and I called you. I told you I wasn't going to be there. But yeah. I mean, did he do the right thing? No, no, he didn't. Because 
he didn't get the message. He wasn't. He didn't do what he was supposed to do. I mean, he's on the telephone all the, half the movie. He's he's making phone calls on payphones. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's. Uh, I mean, he's not. I guess what I'm saying is it's not for lack of trying. You know, he's yeah. trying to line things up. Oh no, he's, I agree. You yeah. know, he was trying. He. I think he legitimately was trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, it took me quite a while to figure out that the title actually is about doing time in the straight world. You know, I mean, yeah. maybe you guys picked up on that faster than I did, but I was like, oh, straight time. I don't know what that means. But then I thought, oh, I think it really is trying to show that it's it's weird for people to come out. You're institutionalized and you come out and then you try to make it on the outside. Um, he does say something about the, what does he say about, you know, on the you know, on the outside, you have people, you know, the it, convicts can be scared to go out because, you know, you don't really have anything anymore you don't do you remember that well, little he refused the halfway house we yeah he refused the ha- halfway house but i mean he still was talking about prison life you know as this real thing that was still affecting him and i think that the, the whole point of it i think the point was that he was doing time on the outside because he was just as disoriented and you know, mess, messing up just as much as he was when he first got to prison, probably. Mm-hmm. So it's like this new life that he's trying to adapt to. And he obviously didn't do very well. Yeah. He was close. You know, he didn't do. And, and in his relationship, too, like he I mean, you could argue that he did better with with the relationship because eventually he did the right thing, I would say. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that <laughs> or any of that crap I just said? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think, uh, like the title, do you think that it was about is straight time supposed to be like doing time on the outside? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Like sort of straight time, like, yeah, like nine to five straight time, you know, like a job is sort of the way I think of it. But yeah, thematically, yeah. Time on the outside or, you know, cause they say when you're, when you're in, you're doing time. Yeah. And when you're out, you're doing time. You're just doing straight time. Right. You know, you're still not doing, you're not still not living the life you want. Mm-hmm. So he was still like, um, uh, uh Shawshank Redemption gets into that pretty well. Yes. About how, you know, someone who spends that much time and more than six years, like 20 years, 30 years, and then gets out. It's like they don't have any idea how to reacclimate, how to adapt. Mm-hmm. And it's virtually impossible, especially given the, you know, the obstructions that are put in their paths, you know, the stupid shit you got to the hoops you got to jump through and. You know, no one, no one will hire you, and blah blah blah. You know all that, right? I mean, by most accounts, he does pretty well, though. He, yeah, he, he picks up a girl at his first job interview. You know, yeah. and he gets which a job, was, which was weird. And, and he then the she says that too. He's like, "Wow, a week, and you've already got a, a job and whatever." Yeah. And he's like, "Well," he's like, "Yeah, you gave me a week." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all of it hinges on him meeting Jenny and her being nice. Yes, you know, it does. Um, I was, I was, I was kind of bummed. I was disappointed when he killed Gary Busey. Well, Me yeah, <laughs> like I was disappointed in him as a character, like uh, Dustin Hoffman's character. I was like, dude, yeah, he fucked up, and he got your friend killed. He didn't kill him. He didn't pull the trigger exactly. Yeah. He didn't okay. try to kill him. He didn't wait need one to. second. But Here, then, like, 
But then, you know, like you just met his son. You just spoke to his wife who's like, can you fucking back off because you're going to ruin his life? And she's exactly right. A hundred thousand percent. Yeah. Okay. Wait one second. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, he should not have killed Gary Busey. But was it Gary Busey's fault that his that Harry Dean Stanton died? Um, yeah. Was it? Was it? Or was yes. it the fact that Harry Dean Stanton was like, "We gotta go. We have to go." Like for two minutes, they're in the oh, thing before yeah. they leave. No, no, you're like, right. You're right. He. It's Dustin Hoffman's fault that they yeah. bumped into the cops because he's too I greedy. Quite, I didn't quite understand. I guess in that scene when Gary Busey's like sort of explaining what happened, I, I guess I just missed like what happened. <laughs> Why did he leave? Gary says, I waited five minutes and I heard the cops and I got, yeah, he essentially is like, scared. I got scared and left, but they were supposed yeah. to be out in three minutes. Oh, okay. Right. They right. were, th- that was it. Like yeah. if he, they would have been out in three minutes, Gary Busey right. would have still been there. They'd okay. have gotten away with it. Right. Okay. So that, you know, that that sort of reinforces my position, I suppose. But that's you know part I, of the movie, think, though. Is that part yeah. like as little things go wrong during the movie? Like Dustin Hoffman always has this way of looking at it that's kind of like the addict personality of it's not my fault, right? You know, mm-hmm. like it, right. there's a lot of these little that's this not is my happening fault. to me. I'm not. I'm not. Right. I'm responsible. Not, right. Even though mm-hmm. there are times when he is, mm-hmm. and he's still refusing it you know and that that was the whole setup of the the first robbery with the bank with harry dean stanton is that he breaks the rules yeah harry dean stanton call they get away with it and harry dean stanton calls him out on it and he's like i don't care i'm gonna do what i want to do you know and then they go forward so it's like this whole movie's slowly unfortunately slowly setting you up for all (laughs) this because i think is you know it's, I mean, it's obviously made in the 70s style because it's made in the 70s. We're used to a faster-paced movie. But if you condense this a little bit, you've got this movie that's going to flow kind of like it's telling you all along, like, this guy's not going to make it. This guy's not yeah. going to make it for a variety oh, yeah. of reasons. And, but you can't – it's like a car accident. You can't look away. You know? Yeah. I guess it makes – I guess his reaction to Emmett Walsh then makes a bit more sense if you look at in the context – like the overarching con- context of how he reacts to situations – where right. he, he like he overreacts in like a strangely vindictive yeah know, he takes things personally for sure yeah like well, well why are you doing this to me kind of thing when really he's partially if not mostly if not all responsible right. it's his job he he picked people for the job he did the job you know he's mm-hmm. he is responsible i you know why I really he i think he really killed gary Busey? Hmm. for that matchbook for getting oh. him in trouble and getting him caught in the first place. Yeah. I don't know if he consciously did it or it just came out, but I think it was, of course, screwing up the job and getting his friend killed, but, mm-hmm. or maybe, you know, even though it wasn't really his fault, but I think he was the, you know, he was part of the whole demise, the whole yeah. downfall. So mm-hmm. I feel like that was, he couldn't stop himself from. I mean, I, I yeah, I hated it. I hated that he did that. But that's the question. I think is it was he was he destined to be a killer? Because he, yeah. I mean, you know, they they tell you he did six years. He was a thief. I can't remember what he says. He says it's it was bullshit. He said that the 
the rap the six years was bullshit but i can't remember what what it was or what how it went down because i think because of the gun he's like yeah but i didn't use it but i didn't use it so right so the gun was there you know he he had the potential for doing worse crimes yeah always but was he destined to to you know go this bad i mean what would it have taken to make him get on the straight and narrow? I mean, would anything do it? I, I just want to know more about his his uh, his his former life before he was in prison. Yeah, like there's not there's no mention of family or his his parents growing up. Or that was anything. sort of an interesting uh, denouement at the end when they show his. You know, he sa- he tells her. You know, she's like, "Are you cutting me loose?" He's like, "Yeah," and she says, "Why?" He says, "Cause I'm going to get caught." Mm-hmm. You know, and then he drives off and then we see his headshot. Yeah. What we assume is after that, he does get caught and then it's current oh, headshot. No, no, no. Because then oh, you see you know, the next headshot one? from six years earlier where he doesn't have yeah. the longest hair and then mustache. And then you see the next headshot from earlier from that. Okay. When he was, you know, really young, which I thought was a really interesting way to end it. Very different from where the way, you know, sort of. You know, not just movies today, but like movies like, you know, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, Thumb and Louise, you know, like mm-hmm. going out guns blazing and shit. <laughs> like this is yeah. like the exact opposite. That's true. I don't I didn't like it as a last line, but I like I I do. I do like the the decision he made and the, the way it ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it could have come up with something better than because I'm going to get caught and then he just takes off. I was like, yeah. It's the last yeah, word. Like, but he's got her car. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> yeah. 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 There were, there were this movie, there were elements of it that reminded me of a perfect world. There are elements sure. that remind me of unforgiven mm-hmm. elements that remind me there's, um, you know, maybe a little bit of heat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, it, it was one of these things where it's like, okay, I've, you know, these, touches on these themes that have been kind of exploded into different movies, um, you know, since then. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say it's a great movie or anything. Like I enjoyed watching Dustin Hoffman be someone different. I thought, I thought, you know, the main crew all did really good job acting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the top, top, uh, four or five build. Um, yeah. yeah I mean, just, Kathy Bates has, five lines but you know we know she's capable of a lot i think this is the first movie or the only movie i've ever seen with her in it prior to um misery, misery? yeah me yeah too. yep i agree that's all i think of her as actually yeah. even though she's she's done a bunch of other stuff <laughs> but, yeah i wish i had noticed edward bunker because he's a writer, he, there, you know, in the notes, it talks about the inspiration for Reservoir Dogs and stuff, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but I don't remember seeing him specifically. Oh, no? I mean, I'm yeah. sure. Do, do you remember, know which scene? Yeah, was? he was. Um, was he in the bar when they were? Yeah, in? he was. He was in the bar. And I, I, I can't remember what they talked about, but yeah, he was in the bar. Before the, before the poker Heist. Yeah, and he, mm-hmm. you know, he wrote the novel that this is this adapted, and, and uh, was and he was arrested from. when he was mm-hmm. young. Okay, yeah, as a thief, I'm assuming. Mm, I believe so. Yeah, 
So yeah, that, he's he's in Reservoir Dogs too. Yeah. Now he gets credit. When I was reading this, they would said that he was part of the writer for Res- Was he part of a, one of the writers for Reservoir Dogs? Or he was just like uh, I don't influence. I. I it says I don't think he. I don't think he gets a credit for writing anything on Reservoir Dogs because it was Quentin Tarantino and Roger Avery. Yeah. I think he just acted in it, and I think that was okay. sort of Quentin Tarantino's sort of nod to Eddie Bunker's sort of influence by casting him. Okay. All right. Because, yeah, they mentioned Reservoir Dogs, and obviously it's Mr. Blue. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, is he, was he more than that? You know, I, and I knew the writing credits because I'm a Reservoir Dogs fan, but I didn't know if there was more to the... The history there. Maybe there is. I I don't know. That was, I'm just making some assumptions. It was based interesting on the fact that, that he doesn't get a credit. You know. Yeah. For for four dogs for writing. Tarantino had De Niro watch this movie before he did Jackie Brown, because in, in Jackie hmm. Brown he just got hmm. out, of, out of prison. Oh uh, yeah. That was a weird note. Oh uh, yeah. All right. He even kind of looks like him a little bit with the mustache. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Yeah, and then the Michael Mann, I mean, it's an L.A. film, so mm-hmm. Michael Mann makes sense. Crime film in L.A. Yeah. Although he's uncredited as a writer. Yeah. But I didn't even know it was in L.A. for a long, it's the longest time. I was like... <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> is he getting a hot dog? I'm like, wait, is he in New York? What's going on? That's what yeah, I thought. I, thought, totally I, just thought assumed, I just assumed it was... Before I watched it, I assumed it was in New York just because, I don't know, Midnight Cowboy and shit and, you know... Uh, um, uh, the one, I, wow, my brain just shut off where they robbed the bank for the sex change operation. Um, oh, wait, that's Al Pacino. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I'm, getting my, I'm getting my legendary actors confused in my brain. Wait, which one is that? Robbed a bank for a sex change operation. Yeah. The, um, Christ, I can't believe I can't think of it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's a great description, but I can't. Dog remember. Day Afternoon. Yeah. Oh, dog yeah. Day Afternoon. Oh yes. Yeah. Duh. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but like looking, you know, looking at this and sort of re-reviewing Dustin Hoffman's career, you know, just because I haven't seen anything with him in it in a while. He doesn't do a ton anymore. I mm-hmm. sort of forgot how many great fucking movies he made almost in a row. Mm-hmm. For like twenty years, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he yeah. just like he couldn't take a shit without being nominated for an Oscar. You know, from from starting with the Graduate all the way through to Rain Man. You know, it's just yeah. like you know, there's a few missteps like Ishtar and shit in there, but holy shit! Oh yeah, shit! I forgot it was a double up. <laughs> there's so many. I, I forgot how many really great like near masterpieces he's in. You know, from The Graduate to Midnight Cowboy to Lenny, Kramer versus Kramer, Tootsie, you know, to Rain Man. Those are all, he was nominated for all of those. Mm-hmm. And, and those are just the ones he's nominated for. Yeah. There's, yeah, Marathon there's also, Man's decent movie, All the President's Men. Yeah, it's a fantastic it. film. Papillon. Yep. yep. I haven't he's seen got, Straw Dogs. Straw Dogs is good. Saw. It's really super violent and unsettling. Oh. Uh, but it's good. I mean, it's Sam Peckinpah. He's known for violent films, I suppose. Sounds like pack and play. They, they remade it, and it was, I don't know, wasn't as good. 
So it's really, really the interesting thing is right after Rain Man. <laughs> what did he do right after Rain Man? Well, he did a movie called Family Business, which I don't oh. recall. I saw it. It wasn't very good. Great cast. Sean Connery and Matthew Broderick. Yeah. He was Mumbles and Dick Tracy. Right. <laughs> also, uh, you know, he was in Billy Bathgate. Uh, yeah. He was Captain Hook and Hook. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like you know. You know, and then he, he had a gap for a few years. He was um, between 92 and 95 where he was not in anything, but then he was in Outbreak, which was a decent movie, and then yeah, Sleepers, right. which oh, was I like good. Sleepers, yeah. American Buffalo was yeah. you know, a pretty well-received indie movie. Yeah. Then Wag the Dog shortly after that. Which he won mm. an Oscar for. Yep. His, which is his, great. His uh, second, I think. Right? Rain Man and Wag the Dog, is that right? Sounds right. Or no, no, no. He was nominated for Wag the Dog. He won for Kramer versus Kramer in Rain Man. He won, yeah, he won for Rain Man. Oh, right yeah, now, and Kramer versus Kramer, yeah. And then he was nominated for Wag the Dog. Anyway, yeah. That's, that's a pretty career. impressive. And that's not including, like, he won an Emmy for um, Death of a Salesman. He won a Tony for, I think he won a Tony for, uh, what was it, Merchant of Venice. He's been nominated mm-hmm. for, like, 10 BAFTAs and, like, 12 Golden Globes. Yeah. Oh, jeez! don't forget Kung Fu Panda, the voice of Shifu. <laughs> right. <laughs> or yeah. the fact that he was in, in that show Luck that they canceled because they were, like, straight up murdering horses. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Whoops. But anyway. Yeah, he, he, would, he would show up in bit roles and, you know, he's still, like, like stranger than fiction, you know, he just mm-hmm. does that little guy at the pool you know that's yeah of course the the Fockers the Fockers which I (laughs) don't think is really suited to his talents but still funny (laughs) yeah but I mean this is you know young people probably don't aren't quite uh, what am I trying to say like Dustin Hoffman for us is sort of like Tom Hanks to someone 20 years younger than us I would think Right? Is that, my timeline's working out. Just because Tom Hanks has been, I think he's nominated for 6-1-2, just like Dustin Hoffman, plus a slew of other things. It was crazy. Does, who doesn't know uh, Tom Hanks? I mean, which, which no, generation? No, no, I'm just saying no, no, no. He, younger people might not be as familiar with someone like Dustin Hoffman as they are with Tom Hanks. Oh, as oh, you're comparing him to. Got it. Yep. That makes sense. Nick, we're the old people here. <clears throat> so I kind of forgot, I forgot that about Dustin Hoffman. Really, you know, you kind of forget until you really look at that list of films. You're like, wow. Yeah. That's really impressive. How all many right. great films he's in. So for all our young listeners, which there's millions, um, <laughs> you're introducing him to Dustin Hoffman. What two movies are you going to tell him to watch? Oh, boy. That's a good question. Because they're like, oh, this guy who's the Shifu in... in yeah. Pan- all right. Well, my, num- my, number one with, actor. my number one with a bullet is The Graduate. You got to see The Graduate. Hmm. I, I just... Be, I mean, I don't think Do it's you, his... It's not because of him. It's just the best movie that he is in, in my opinion. You think so? I love that movie. That, I like it, too. Well, I think it's great, but... Do you, but do you have to be like twenty five to love that movie? No, no. Because you, you think you can be younger? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean know. younger than twenty? Yeah, sure. What? There's some subtle shit going on in that movie. Well, wait. Are you? And saying... it has like a fucking awesome ending that most people probably don't really understand. Right. But I mean, <laughs> do you want to watch good movies or you want to watch 
Good. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> what, what I mean, I'll give you. No, The Graduate is film. That it's it's a real movie. It's not. It's yeah, it, yeah. It's it's rewatchable too. It's I I love it. I mean, I I'm, I, 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 I kind of am inclined to go with his Oscar wins a little bit. Which were those? Rain Man and Kramer and, versus Kramer. Yeah. I mean, like Rain Cr- Man's a great movie, too, Cr- because it's got Tom Cruise being a, a, the Tom Cruise that he should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Kramer versus Kramer, I don't remember that well. Tootsie, it's I don't remember so that good. well. Kramer versus Kramer is fucking great. And in the fact, and maybe part of it is because he's, he's with Meryl Streep. I mean, Meryl Streep's been nominated for Oscars yes. 21 times. Mm-hmm. Yes. How crazy is that? Yeah. <laughs> that is insane. Dude, she's amazing. She is. Yes. Uh, so that helps. And we we reviewed her with her head. <laughs> well, okay. Is but Rain Man's a bit of fun, and you and and we watched it when we were young, and we liked it, and I think sure. it yeah holds up. Yeah. So I would I recommend saw Rain that Man one in too. the theater. Yeah. So yeah. If you're, so if you're saying young people, what would they rather watch? They probably Rain Man would be probably number one. Mm-hmm. I I mean I think Rain Man's a great movie too. I mean we'll probably review it someday, but I mean if you yeah. think about it, like Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman are still famous. Yeah. Right Especially now. Tom Cruise. I mean, like he's like the biggest star in the world. Yeah. So, anyway, I want, I want to go back and watch some of these movies now. <laughs> this review works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Off yeah, brand. Yeah, that's, that's a good question, though. I don't know. Like, yeah. What I, know, I think to... probably a lot of people went back and watched Outbreak oh, which... during the last few years. Yeah, that one yeah. doesn't hold up That's... as well. I don't remember it very well. I've watched it again since, and I and I didn't. I was like, yeah. I mean, I remember really liking it, and then I was like, uh. I mean, maybe it's just because, you know, COVID and Ebola and it. all that. <laughs> yeah, and the whole and there's movies that are that have done it better yeah. or done it differently, and it was. It. I mean, it's good because you got like. Hoffman yelling at Morgan Freeman and you know these mm-hmm. everything hanging in the balance and stuff but really it's kind of ridiculous like they're like talking about nuking a small town in California or something you know it's just yeah it's weird. just like going back to like which films would you pick I also like his performance in Midnight Cowboy is pretty fucking yeah great and it's heartbreaking and it's just fantastic he's so good in it but I don't know how accessible that movie is to mm-hmm. like a young audience. Would they care? I don't know. What, what's, a, it, what's become of us? We're picking out movies for other people, not us. <laughs> what's become of us? <laughs> <laughs> well, every now and then we got to throw it's a, a good bone conversation. The audience. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, it's as, as as far as people we reviewed, his his career is one of the more incredible ones. Yeah, definitely right up there at the top. It has been a while since he's been in something like really great. Just if we're gonna, you know, <laughs> split hairs, right? Sure. <laughs> I think Wag the Dog was probably the last thing I would consider to be like really fantastic. Oh, that he was I in. didn't. That was what's that? That's a. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. That was a while ago. I was ago. gonna say that was I mean, that was twenty five years ago. Ugh. That's depressing. Um No, the he was in Chef. I forgot he was in Chef. I forgot that too. That's twenty fourteen, so that's somewhat recent. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a cute movie. Yeah. yeah. But he's not. <laughs> it is. I like that movie. No, I agree. I, I liked it a it's lot. A, it's, it's a funny way to refer to it. Well, you know, it's a romantic comedy type thing. Like how, how yeah. I don't know. It's cute. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. It's been it's been a while. Yeah, he's been in decent stuff here and there, and and, and, well, and you know, he's sort of spreading it around. He's been doing he does TV stuff, movie stuff, like you know, it's interesting. Keeping relevant, as it were. All right. I mean, well, we, we wouldn't tell somebody to watch Ishtar because that'll give you a bad opinion of him. <laughs> I don't know. He wasn't terrible in it. He's just a, in a, a good actor in a bad movie. It happens. <laughs> uh, see episode uh, what? Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he's a devil up. And I'm at Walsh. We've had twice that's, now, right? Yes. That's that's a triple up now. Yeah. We, um, he was this. Harry Dean swimming. He was a swimming coach in. Uh, what's the one I picked? Oh, yeah. A the kid. Yes. Uh, can't think of the name. Oh, ordinary people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Stan si- was in uh, Repo Man. Yes. Peter Kwong, the grocery clerk. Do you guys recognize him? No. Uh, Asian guy, the younger Asian guy of the two. Do you didn't recognize him? Yeah. Yeah. I'm blanking on it now. Is it? Was he from? Um, he was from your movie. You're the uh, the <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China. Shit. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was one of the three Furies or whatever. I forget yes. which one. With the big dumb the hat. <laughs> I guess they lied. No, they didn't. Yeah, anyway. Uh, is there anyone else? There's, Gary Busey's not a double up? He is, but I can't is remember he? what. Yeah, um, he's... Is it Gary Busey? Some, somebody's in Wyatt Earp, so I want to say it's him. Gary Busey. Busey's not in Wyatt Earp. I don't think he's in Wyatt Earp. Somebody's in Wyatt Earp that was in this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. Well, if you insist. <laughs> I do. Um, <laughs> all, right. all right. But I'm also trying to think. Under Siege, Predator 2, Lethal Weapon. Uh, no, I'm not getting any double up there. Yeah. That's uh, unfortunate. Anyway. The cinematographer <laughs> is a double up. Oh, yeah? What else did he shoot? Something else we did. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh-huh. Shit, I'm just not prepared. Also, my devices are all running on battery. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm scrambling here. Um, shit, now, come back to me. I thought Teresa Russell did a good job. I was like, yeah. oh, you know, how come I yeah. don't recognize her from... from She's done a lot know, of stuff. She's done a number of things, but I don't. She's not someone who like stood out to me, um, you know. And some of the other stuff that she's done is like she's not the main attraction, like in Wild Things or Spider Man Three or mm-hmm. things like that. But anyways, I was. I remember. I never saw Black Widow. Gosh, I remember seeing the box, the VHS rental tape box, like every time I walked into the yeah. <laughs> movie. I don't think I ever saw it either. The but yeah, Jeffrey Bringer, Teresa Russell. Anyway, so no more double ups. I don't, I don't think so. All right.
Let's see. Owen. Oh, what about the director just coming on? It was supposed to be Dustin Hoffman's movie to direct, and then he got kicked off after one day. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> he was a like... A bunch of shooting and no actual takes. Yeah, he hadn't actually gotten anything <laughs> on film yet after one day. So they're like, oh, <laughs> let's get someone professional. Yeah, Ulu, Ulu Grossbard. He's made Ooh, other cool. movies. That's a man, I assume. Uh that I've heard of, but none that I've seen. And a couple with Robert De Niro, but never saw either of them. Oh, shit. The cinematographer did Wyatt Earp. Ah, there okay. you go. So I had two threads that connected together, even though I didn't know. Never mind. Um, hey, let's put this whole thing on pause. We'll have to edit it, but there's someone who keeps ringing my doorbell. Ring well, right I'll be right back. Son of a bitch. We need a minute anyway. We do? Let's talk about our sponsors. Oh. <laughs> don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Get some don't know what the fuck I'm talking about at your local <laughs> A&P. A&P. I don't know. Is that a thing? What does A&P mean? So it's uh, like a gas station, right? Uh, or is it a, it's an old, is it an old chain of gas stations? <laughs> I don't know, actually. I guess... Yeah, it was a gro- they were grocery stores, weren't they? I think they were. I think they were like the old 7-Elevens or something. Um, the internet says it stands for the Great Atlantic and Pacific Tea Company. It was an American chain of grocery stores that operated from 1859 to 2015. Look at that. <laughs> well, wow. Well, well. We're enlightening people. Indeed. Yeah, that's all the double ups. I think. I mean, the thing about this movie is, it's it it kind of forces you to decide what you feel about him, and then kind of forces you to change your opinion. Because at the beginning, I think he's a very sympathetic character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he gets out. He doesn't do anything wrong. He's you know he doesn't. Yeah, he's a little peeved here and there, but he doesn't break out. Or he doesn't do he doesn't do anything um, obviously uh, counterculture or what am I trying to say subversive you know he doesn't yeah. do anything nutty until that moment in the car yeah which he, you know in that in that regard it, it was kind of shocking it was I was yelling at the TV I was like what are you doing you you just <laughs> that's it then that's it for you yeah and he knew that I really thought there was going to be more of a manhunt for him or something. Yeah. But they're like, oh, I guess he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor M. Emmett Walsh with his trousers down on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny shot. Yeah. I don't know how they did that. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> are we waiting for him? I don't know. We're I doing. don't know. <laughs> yes. What's going on? Is he being murdered right now? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> hmm. I hear a door squeaking. Hmm. Just reading through the the IMDb trivia for this movie. I hadn't actually read through it before. I'm, I'm still on the 
the cinematographer. He also did Vision Quest. Oh, he did Tootsie. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. The title Quest. refers to the post-prison activities of an ex-convict who is not performing any more criminal acts. As with the similar expression, going straight. Right. But this, I mean, yeah. I still think it's trying to say more than that for some reason. Yeah. He also did Network, the same guy. I mean, yeah, it, net, Network's good. I've always wondered about cinematographers. If they, because they can, you can do, he did The Adams Family. He did, you know, Grand Canyon. Like, they're not, they're really, there's no, like, thread that connects most movies that you do. Yeah. If you're a DP. Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay. I mean, don't people like pick them based on other movies they've done? Yeah, probably. I would assume. I don't know. So, but every now and then you have someone like Steven Spielberg who, you know, like ninety percent of the time works with the same dude. And he so, and he doesn't care what know. movie he's doing. He just wants that guy. Yeah. He just trusts him. Yeah. I guess what I'm wondering is, is it, is there a sensibility about the kind of movie or is it just like getting the shot right? You know? I, I don't know. I, I, I think sometimes it's like, just like technical prowess, you know, or yeah. like, and, and that's an oversimplification, but you know, like okay. knowing how to achieve a certain look. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I um, I was I was poking through the trivia of Straight Time, and there's a, there's like kind of a funny backhanded compliment about Gary Busey. <laughs> it says it says Gary Busey had to gain weight for the role, having been in perfect shape in quotes for him in the surfing movie Big Wednesday. <laughs> like wow, who wrote That's that, a, and why really? did you have to include that little for him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of mean. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. That reminds me of a a really funny there was a really funny Anthony Jeselnik. This is totally off topic. A really funny Anthony Jeselnik. It was on Twitter or something. Someone at some point after Louis CK had sort of you know, got caught for all his grossness or called out, you know, and, uh, someone after that had sort of, um, accused him of stealing a joke from Anthony Jeselnik and Anthony Jeselnik was like clearing in the air and he, he, he posted a, a message on Twitter. He said, uh, Louis CK did not steal a joke from me. In fact, he called me up and he asked me if he could use a little tiny nugget as a setup for his own joke. To which I said, of course, because it was an honor at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, And then, you know, it's funny. And after I saw that, it was sometime later. um, I feel like I'm about to accuse a comedian of stealing a joke, but uh, it was sometime later I saw... um, Pete Davidson released some uh, special. I don't. I don't know if it was on Netflix or whatever. 
and he had this whole this whole extended bit about meeting Louis C.K. at Saturday Night Live when he hosted, and he kept saying that he kept saying, you know, um, you know, it was this incredible moment where I met this, you know, this titan of of comedy, you know, and I was blown away, you know, like at the time, and he kept saying that at the time, and I always wondered if did he steal that, <laughs> <laughs> or is it just a coincidence? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. totally off topic. Has nothing to do with straight time. Well, I can tie it in because you brought nice. up Louis C.K. and we yeah. are obligated to mention that there is some allegations against Dustin Hoffman and uh, oh, se- yeah? sexual misconduct with oh, I didn't somebody. Know you didn't know that? No, um, no me neither. There was somebody on intern on death when he was doing death of a salesman, inappropriate jokes, foot massages, seventeen-year-old intern, blah 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 blah. I mean, Ooh. oh, and then this is a big one. Um, Slate reported Meryl Streep's had said that he groped her breast on their first meeting. Ew. What? That's weird. And then <clears throat> gross. But yeah. then a representative for Streep said that it was not an accurate rendering of their meeting. Hmm. And then he apologized and she accepted. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, it's not it's not as bad as the Louis. Well, I, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I don't know what, right. what, what was what, but I know there was allegations there. Yeah. It was enough that at the time I remember reading it, I was like, oh, crap, because um, <laughs> I, I'm a moron and I go back and I watch The Graduate like once every few years mm-hmm. and I don't want it to taint my view. <laughs> I'm weirdly protective <laughs> of that movie. Not everything else that he's done, but just that movie. Yeah. Because it would change my, I don't know, it just, yeah, it just weirds you out sometimes. Just a, a, a minor factoid about The Graduate that you probably know mm. much I, I th- is a testament to Dustin Hoffman as an actor. When they were casting the role, you know, the book was written in the book. The, the role was written as sort of like a sort of a, a buffish, young, handsome football player type. Mm. And when they adapted it for the film, that's what they were looking for when they were casting and Dustin Hoffman came into audition and they were kind of like, whatever. And then he just, he just blew everyone away. He yeah. just blew everyone else out of the water and they were like, shit. <laughs> and, you know, cause he was so, he was just brilliant, you know? Yeah. And so they cast him and it became, you know, something completely different. Yeah. I mean, it's, and Bancroft is great. And it's just, it's just like, it's a bit of a time capsule cause it's, it feels like a sixties movie, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it, there's just, it's funny, it's dramatic and it's weird. And like you said, it has, has this crazy ending. Yeah. Which I won't Great talk ending. about. Yeah. Great ending. I love it. All right. What are we doing next? Mm-hmm. Whose turn is it? Meeny, meeny. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cohen. All right. I got one queued up. Yeah. All right. So. Going, Wait, let me say you're you're gonna not do the '80s. I am not not doing the '80s. <laughs> oh, you're back in the '80s. I'm back in the '80s. <laughs> it is <laughs> gonna go. Back is it in between '84 and '88? Nope. <laughs> oh, you're branching out. <laughs> I am. Not only am I branching out to. The early 80s, <laughs> 1983 to be exact, okay. but the film 
I am picking is not... I don't think it's... It's not really thought of as an 80s film the way, like, The Goonies is and shit like that, you know? Okay. But is it still... Um, is it one of your movies or is it more like one of my movies or one of Sam's movies? It, I would mm-hmm. say definitely not in the normal wheelhouse of things I pick. Okay. And it's one we've all seen. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Um, ah, made, so it's something more adult. Yes. Well, funny thing. It, but it's, it's, it stars all people who are supposed to be like late teens, if, uh, you know, maybe early uh, 20s. Like a mostly no, I think, fire sort of way. Wait a second. That's that's a pretty good guess because it has some of the same cast. Is it Outsiders? It is. <laughs> <laughs> Can't resist that cast, can you? Nope. Yeah. It is like the best Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon movie ever. <laughs> that's crazy how many people are in that movie. Yeah. It's like the cast of... It's like the, the male cast of every 80s movie came together for one movie. It is... <laughs> I actually watched it not too long ago. Really? Mm. I haven't yeah. seen it in like 20 years. I've seen it once. Really? Yep. Wow. Interesting. So yeah. we're going to revisit a movie with a lot of people that you like, but none of them are really fighting all that much. I mean, there's some fighting in it. There's got to be a little fighting. There's, fighting. there's, like a, there's a fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> some dude gets killed. <laughs> Oh, wow. This is, uh, let's see. Available on Prime Video for rent or buy. Philo subscription, Fubo TV subscription, Canopy. Never heard of that one. AMC Plus apparently is a thing. Mm. Subscription. Uh, all, right. all right. Probably Amazon. I've seen Philo pop up, but I haven't, like, looked into it because it wants me to sign up. I'm like, eh. It's, I don't think Tubi and some of those other cheap streamers so they don't really make you sign up huh that's that's where i draw the line <laughs> so apparently in 2017 they released a version called the outsiders the complete novel um okay. with an additional 22 minutes of footage mm. um, i am not going to watch that version okay <laughs> me neither <laughs> i want to keep it true yep. yeah keep it pure i agree or something you know whatever you want to stay gold? Stay gold, pony boy. Yeah, I want to stay gold. Stay gold. All right, come on. Save it. <laughs> I'm going to save these nuggets. These nice. golden right. nuggets. All right. I hope we can do as well as this time because this was primo good. Yeah, pretty much the best ever. Yeah. I'm right. impressed. Hand, hands down. With us. <laughs> High bar. Yeah. We'll see if we can we can get up there with the outsiders. Nice. All right. That's enough movie buff. I'm out. Bye. Thanks for listening. Creepers got a creep.